You're listening to an Empavillion podcast. Conversations about design and the world we live in. For more, visit our archive at empavillion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Okay, great. Welcome. I'm so excited to be welcoming you to WEM Pavilion tonight for our very last event in the Excellent City series. Um, we started these events last year uh, to, I guess, extend a conversation with community around what should the city be. Um, so we're really excited to sort of explore that further with you tonight. I'll begin with an, an acknowledgement of country. Uh, and before I forget, I'm sort of going a bit topsy-turvy. It's been the end of a long week. So I'm Jocelyn Chu. I'm the Director of City Design at the City of Melbourne. I'm joined by a couple of people who I'll introduce shortly. But just before I do, I'll do an acknowledge of country. So the City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we govern. The Wurundjeri... Wurundjeri... I'm not getting that right, Bibi. <laughs> the Wurundjeri Wurrung people peoples of the Eastern Kulin and pays respect to their elders past, present and emerging. We can acknowledge and honour the unbroken spiritual, cultural and political connection the Wurundjeri, Bunurong, Jajawarung, Tungurong and Wadawarung peoples of the Eastern Kulin have to this unique place for more than 2,000 generations. We are committed to our reconciliation journey because at its heart, Reconciliation is about strengthening relationships between Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal peoples for the benefit of all Victorians. So a little bit of housekeeping. We will be taking photographs and shooting uh, footage today. Um, the material may be used in future um, projects, promo material, website and social media. If you do not wish to be photographed, please let us know and that's absolutely okay. We will be very, very happy to oblige with your wishes. So thank you all for being here. Um, We're so excited to share an informal evening of collective contemplation asking where, where to next for Melbourne. At City Design and through our studio priorities of a healthy city, a sustainable city and an Aboriginal city, We've been exploring what the future looks and feels like when these priorities are truly forefronted. This action acknowledges that we have a responsibility as designers within council to platform, enable and empower diverse communities to participate in the design processes that shape the city. In keeping with tonight's theme of speculative futures, my hope is for an inclusive city, a city in which everyone has a home and employment that works for their particular circumstance and in which people feel listened to, seen and valued. This is a city where differences in age, in gender, in race, in culture and in ability and more are visible and celebrated. I want a sustainable city, a city of net zero emissions, circular economies and accessible neighbourhoods. 
This might entail a slower pace than what we're used to. Time to have a chat with strangers, sit in the sun, and a moment to enjoy the sounds and sights of urban wildlife. This is my vision for a future Melbourne. I wish for an Aboriginal city, a city which prioritises caring for country, a city which embraces the customs, the laws and the traditions of the world's oldest continuous living culture. A city where current concepts of development are rethought and recast to prioritise long-term health and environment over short-term economics. And if my two-year-old child were here, he would ask for a world of song and of dance and baby animals. He would ask for happy and kind and trains, lots of toot-toots. We know that cross-sector, collaborative and intersectional approaches are essential to solving complex problems and making meaningful change. On this note, I'm very excited to introduce my City of Melbourne colleagues, Bibi Backhouse, who is Head of Strategy, Policy and Program at Aboriginal Melbourne. Bibi is a descendant of the Badijawi people from the Kimberley region of Northwestern Australia, who has called NUM home for over a decade. Bibi is an award-winning award writer with a passion for the advocacy, advancement and health and wellbeing of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people. Sorry, my notes have just disappeared. <laughs> Give me a second. And Tegan Kopp is the head of Smart City Incubator in Technology, Information and Data. Tegan is an applied innovation expert focusing on the role of emerging technology and design in creating intuitive, resilient and livable cities. They have worked extensively across corporate, community and government sectors. They are proud to have worked with many humans with big hearts, big brains and big visions. We are also very lucky to have Zan Koppinger with us. Zan is a multidisciplinary artist, practising as a musician, a DJ, podcast producer and radio presenter. With a background in neuroscience, musicology and disability advocacy, their practice weaves music, storytelling, soundscape studies and eco-acoustics. Zan will also share some words on the music that they have crafted especially for us this evening. Over to you, Zan. Hi. Um, thank you very much for having me here tonight. I just wanted to give some context to the music I'm playing tonight, which is weaving music that I like to contemplate to, um, but also a series of field recordings that I've collected over the years um, from Australia and Athens and Turkey. And my hope in sharing them was to think, it about, think about speculative soundscapes and what it's like to imagine different uh, sounds that you wouldn't usually imagine together in urban and non-urban environments um, and what that means for past, present and future, especially so when combining uh, natural soundscapes from home versus soundscapes from overseas. And I think it's particularly pertinent we've also got the, the soundscape of Mumba because in terms of speculative fictions and futures, I think there's something really beautiful about I've prepared this 
ambient soundscape of like birds and crickets and toot toots from horns I've collected. But in reality, we've actually just got thousands of screaming people in the background that we can't ignore. Um, so maybe you'll be able to hear them tonight uh, in the acoustics of the space and hopefully it, I guess, fosters some contemplation or a different sense of creativity. Um, but yeah, thank you very much for having me. Hello, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for coming. It's always an honour to share space with people. And um, you're obviously, well, this is an assumption. You're here because you care, and I care as well. And I'd love to share some caring thoughts with you. Um, so I'm actually going to do something a little bit different from my usual nerdy presentation, <laughs> since I am in a department of nerds. I'm going to do <laughs> nerd pride. <laughs> I'm going to do a guided meditation tonight, so I would like to invite you all to begin by finding a comfortable position that works for you right now. Just make sure you, you, know, you don't have any niggles in, in where you're sitting. Um, and I want you to try and make your body as comfortable as possible in the current environment. Embrace the Moomba soundscape. <laughs> I want you to gently close your eyes if it feels comfortable. And take a deep breath in through your nose and slowly exhale through your mouth. And again, I'm really channeling my psychologist right now. I'm sure she should be proud. <laughs> I want you to breathe in compassion for yourself in this moment and breathe out your inner critic and any racing thoughts that you might have. And once more for good measure. I want you to allow yourself to relax with each exhale. Now, as we continue to breathe deeply, but maybe a little bit more regular, I want you to imagine yourself in a future somewhere in the beautiful city we call Nam or Melbourne. It could be a year from now, in 10 years time, or even further down the road. Maybe you're imagining members of your community 100 years from now. I want you to imagine yourself or someone that you know as you want to be in this future moment. What can you see? How does the Birrarung River look? Are there any plants or animals around you? What emotions are you feeling in this moment? Who is around you and why are they there? Is there anyone missing? Why are they missing? And as you imagine yourself in this future moment, I want you to think about the tools and the technology that are involved in this future. What are you using to get you through this moment? Is there anything at all? Are the glass rectangles of the present persistent in the future that you imagine? And I want you to think about what type of role do you play in caring for the people and place around you in this future moment? Do the things you care about in this moment align with the broader community around you? How about your cares and the government's cares? Perhaps there are no government bodies at all. 
how would the community in this moment know that things they care about are going well? Is anyone measuring it? What tools are they using? Who gets to use this information and how does it circle back to the care of people and place? What role do you play in making this future ongoing? I want you to take your time to fully immerse yourself in this vision of the future. As you hold this image in your mind, or maybe it's a video, notice any emotions that come up for you. And think about all of these questions that I've asked you and how they do or don't contribute to this emotional landscape inside of this future moment. And now I want you to take another deep breath in. And as you exhale, let go of this possible future in your mind because it's one of the squillion, trillion, billion futures are possible, real or imagined. Now, slowly bring your attention back to the present moment, if you've left it. <laughs> Hard with the Moomba sounds. <laughs> Wiggle your fingers and your toes, and when you're ready, gently open your eyes. I want you to take a moment to notice how you feel after this meditation, very ADHD friendly. <laughs> I want you to remember that when we join together on the things that we care about, share resources, power and decision making, that we can design and make any future that we want. Thanks. Holy moly. I didn't want to come back into the present moment. Forgot all about the sound. Did anyone, by the way, think that that siren going off was just one kid letting out a really long scream every time it goes off? I'm like, shut that kid up. Uh, <laughs> um, thank you, Tegan, for that incredible uh, meditation that was really inspiring. And it actually, before I get into that, hello, hello, everybody. My name is Bibi. Um, uh, I am Bardi Jawi. I will acknowledge the land of the uh, Woiwurrung Wurundjeri people um, that we are on today here in Narum and also uh, acknowledge the Punwurrung, uh, Watarang, Tangarang and uh, Jajawarang people of the Eastern Kulin. Um, that meditation, I've only got five minutes, don't I? Okay, good, because I love to talk. Um, and so I was thinking five minutes, the sacrifices we make. Um, I, I had this image in my head walking up onto this stage, this part of the flat ground, um, of what a future, what, what a, yeah, what a future of the city could look like. And 
but then going, being guided through that meditation by you, Tegan, I kind of abandoned everything that I'd been thinking and I landed in a completely different space. So I'm just going to try to regurgitate those thoughts into words and maybe talk through that for a bit. Um, ultimately, where I grew up in the Kimberley region of Western Australia, I don't know if anyone has been there, um, but it's extremely remote. Uh, it is an extremely high Indigenous population um, and it's extremely poor. There is a lot of uh, poverty and when I am provoked to think about the future of this city, I can't help but think about the current reality of the place where I grew up for my people where while we're conjuring up what the future of this could be under this incredible architectural masterpiece. So many people within the Kimberley region don't even have access to running water to drink. Um, so that kind of just shifts things for me a little bit, but I'm going to keep it centric. And we... When I go back to the Kimberley, you know, there's these, there's, there are these main regional hubs. There's, there's Derby, uh, there's Broome, and there's Kununurra. Um, I was born in Kununurra. I went to primary school in Derby, and then I lived in Broome. So I've <laughs> done the rounds. Um, but architecturally, the towns have been responding to the Aboriginal communities and their needs, but not in a positive way because how those responses have been shaped is uh, the needs for services like short-term housing, uh, drug and alcohol treatment facilities, um, homeless shelters, things like that. And while they have been designed and uh, built in a very culturally inclusive and safe way, it shouldn't, they shouldn't exist, but they do. Um, and that kind of then for me shifts into a, an interstate perspective here uh, on, on Kulin country. Because when I think of culture and how that can be interpreted and translated into a city design. When we think of culture, I mean, well, Melbourne is the cultural capital of Australia, right? And we know that the city is renowned for its architecture. And you walk around and you go, oh, what's your favorite building within the CBD? And you know, it could be the Nicholas building or it could be Fed Square for whatever reason or, you know, <laughs> anything along those lines. And I mean, and, and that's an example though, by the way, because the stone in Fed Square is from the Kimberley. That is literally the ground that I grew up on. And it's been placed here in the Kimberley, shipped, placed here in Melbourne from the Kimberley, shipped all the way across the country. And there isn't a single acknowledgement of that origin in Federation Square. In the same way that there is no acknowledgement of Tandenham at Federation Square. Um, so when I think of this, this, the future design, a future design of the city, what I think of is, I see Australia. Has everyone seen the IATSIS map of Australia with all of the, 
the different coloured tribal and language groups. More than 200. Um, a lot of which don't exist anymore. They've been completely wiped out. But imagine that map laying flat here on the ground and you're at, uh, at ground level looking at it. There is a current structure and system designed within this country that I see as triangular. And it, it, it feeds, the triangle sits on top of that map um, with the, the apex of the triangle up here and all of those language groups and those tribes completely flat onto it. We need to flip that triangle down and actually have it completely even and have each of those language groups feed into each other and all of those tribes and all of those groups. So when I bring that back to here in Melbourne, I'm gonna kind of interrogate something a little bit more. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm jumping all over the place, but it's, I'm trying to go somewhere. Um, trust the process. Then picture Australia. Actually, picture Melbourne with a river going straight through the middle of it. Traditionally, before colonisation, that side, on this side. Forget that for this minute. On that side of the river, picture Aboriginal culture in general. And on this side of the river, picture non-Aboriginal culture. All of the non-Aboriginal people live on this side of the river. And in this society are all of the non-Aboriginal structures beliefs, religions, thoughts, ideas, makings, foods, everything. And on the other side, in the Aboriginal side of the river, is all of the traditional beliefs, all of the traditional foods, two completely different worlds. A bridge has been built across the river toward the future of this city and this country. But who has crossed that bridge? The majority of the people who have crossed that bridge are black. Black people have crossed that bridge, leaving behind their world into a white one and they have forgotten all of their beliefs. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years of existence has been left behind to live in this world. So what I see when I think of a future design for this city is a world where white people cross that bridge where non-Aboriginal people cross that bridge. And we ask ourselves the question, if we inject culture into our architecture, 
into our systems, into our infrastructure? What is the culture we want to be injecting into those things? I could ask the question of what is the Australian culture? And no one here can answer that for me because Australia outside of a black existence does not have a culture. So I'm gonna stop there, but that is what I think of when I think is non-Aboriginal people crossing that bridge to the Aboriginal people. Tegan and Phoebe, thank you so much. I think we've got a really rich foundation for the, uh, the exercise to follow. So everyone, we've got a three-part exercise that we're going to enter into now. Um, you know, we've got some really rich provocations there, a very generous sharing of BB's background. Oh, no, I love to talk. <laughs> Tegan's wonderful meditation, which I, I think we all found very, very sort of helpful for getting into the right frame of mind for the um, uh, for BB's piece to follow, but also for this exercise. So on your seats, you will find a, um, a piece of paper and on it, it will say, what are your hopes for the future of the city. You've heard what we've got to say about it, what we have to say about it in five minutes. I think we could all talk about it for much, much longer. And we want you to have a go at this and don't be restricted to the piece of paper. If there is another way of expressing yourself, that is okay too. We want you to express yourself in whatever way you feel comfortable. Maybe just jot a sort of reminder of how you might want to express yourself um, in this way. The exercise, the, the, the next part of the exercise will be about coming together in small groups to share, um, share your different visions while we start to stitch up these, these cards. And at the end of this session, we will have hopefully a mosaic of everyone's visions that we can sort of take back to the city and enter into the memory bank for the city of Melbourne. Um, and that's why we were asking your permission to be able to photograph and to record some of this material because we think it's important. We want to know what you have to say um, and everything you have to say has value. All right, we've got five minutes for this first exercise and then, um, and then Baby and Tegan will start to get you together in groups. Thank you.
No, honestly, that was a promise. <laughs> that was me giving you permission. <laughs> I didn't want to get too nerdy because I know it can be alienating. But um, that idea of, I was trying to, sh I didn't round it out, but basically, like, the city of Melbourne does all those things now as well as we deeply care. And it's, it's not because we're trying to, like, measuring. How are we going out there, everybody? I feel like I need to do some really meditative talking with this music by Sam. <laughs> Just gonna have about one more minute.
sure. How's everyone going? I can still see 30% of people writing. It's my quick analysis of the situation. I am dedicated to analysis. <laughs> um, maybe one more minute. I'm just responding to the needs of the crowd. How, is everyone, are the perfectionists the only ones left writing? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My mum's still writing, so I know that might be true. <laughs> yeah. yeah Job did now, mum. <laughs> Colette has come from Yorta Yorta country in Shepparton today to be with us. So, woo-woo, thanks, mum. <laughs> okay. Most people have stopped writing. Please excuse me as we continue. Um, I'm going to share my hopes... Um, my toxic trait is thinking about the future too much, so I love this activity because that's exactly what we're supposed to be doing. <laughs> um, what are my hopes for the future of the city? This is Tegan Kopp, the individual speaking right now, not Tegan Kopp, the employee of City of Melbourne, just to make that clear. Um, we escape our commitment to endless growth and late-stage capitalism. I don't know how long that's going to take us. Um, and that anything that we do, you know, imagining that future from before, um, we follow nothing about us without us principles. So the people or the voices of place, um, the custodians of place, um, the voices for animals and the environment, we, we have deep and ongoing, endless conversations and action not in um, these kind of time-bound, urgent structures that we exist inside of now, that it's an endless conversation and it's iterative. And I hope, yeah, I hope that we can get there. Um, what, did, what things did everyone else have? Well, what I, I, I love about that, sorry, Tegan, I'm just going to jump in for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Me again. Um, is that the direction of the future can be whatever you want it to be, you know, and that it's a kind of like a principle of time almost, you know, of, of does it exist or does it not exist? And if it does exist, what is it comprised of? And so it can be completely architectural, it can be physical, it can be tangible, it can be emotional, it can be intellectual. And so it just depends on what matters to the matters the most to the individual doing the dreaming um, but the future in my mind as a bottom line as a guiding principle you cannot design a future for the people without the people uh, you cannot speak on behalf of your entire community if you want to know what the community want you need to ask the community um, so what we're going to do is we're going to move into the next activity. It's going to be a bit scary for the introverts, but I promise you'll be fine. Yes. If you're not fine, you can come hang out with me. <laughs> we can be introverts together. There's that kid again. Um, I bet you didn't expect this when you were coming here tonight to actually be a part of the, <laughs> the conversations. We're going to break up into groups.
Um, so groups of four or five, Joss? Yeah. Um, so maybe break off into your own groups, like maybe three or four. Self-organise. Yes, yeah, self-organise. Do Don't make us actually come around and assign you with groups <laughs> because we will. Um, and then what we want you to do, if you're comfortable, is exchange ideas and provocations mm -hmm. and share your thoughts and imaginings and your dreamings with each other. Mm -hmm. And we're going to put them onto black pieces of paper, which amazing City, of Des City Design colleagues are going to hand around now to the groups. And you might find that throughout your conversation, something that you had imagined for your future city might not be relevant or something that you necessarily like anymore because you've been inspired by someone next to you. And that's totally okay. And if you can't find a group, feel free to come up the front. We'll help you. I'm loving the fact that everyone actually did get into groups. We don't need to come around and school you all.
Yeah. Um, I mean, I haven't, I haven't really done one, but I did write that.
share it around the next time. Um, you should do no, another one. Do you want me to do a little presentation? Yeah, I can do that. Oh, maybe I'll put a little thing into my um, into the branch newsletter too. So Oh, 
thanks it up with new material for me to discover. Um, anyway, I'm now I'm sounding like his number one fan, which I am. <laughs> oh, that's really yeah. gorgeous. I love that. Yeah. Um, he's an incredible creative person. Yeah. He's actually a community advocate. So um, I'd say to him, I'm so glad to, if we get a couple of a bit of a gut audience in the sense of no one wants to share, we're going to be for you. How's everyone going? Have you fulfilled the task yeah. of gluing the paper to the black paper? Excuse me, do you want another piece of black card? Do you want another piece of black card? This is the question. Oh, okay. Pieces of paper being glued, yes, I see. We've got maybe a 50% hit rate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Gluing these white pieces of paper to a black card. Cosme. Who's ready to tie their shared future? 
up on string. Is anyone ready to do that? To tie their future in a piece of string, to create a chain of futures, shared futures, imagined futures. Whoa. Here's some we prepared earlier. <laughs> we want to make a big map. Yeah. So there should be punched holes. And then you can you can make your own rule. We don't we don't make the rules, you make the rules. It's our shared future. <laughs> I've talked to people about their canvases. Some people have only one thing in common. Other people have many, many, many things in common with their shared features. We're in the stitching place. Are you ready to bring your shared future to be stitched into the rug, into the patchwork quilt, rug, fabric, <laughs> polygon? crowd back. I'm trying to get people to put in their patchwork. Bring your, pa bring your piece of black paper over. Join the patchwork. Ooh, we've got a 3D piece of patchwork coming over. Still got some last minute gluing happening over here, Tegan. I love when people break the rules. Putting the finishing touches on the artworks. <laughs> More polygons. Please bring your polygons. <laughs> if you have trouble getting down to the ground floor, ask someone else who's already down there. Or you could turn it into a paper plane and throw it. Yeah. <laughs> a vision that flies. We're melding these shared visions together into one big patchwork for the future, what the future of the city could be. And once it's patched together, we're going to start looking at themes and invite you to talk about what you put, what your contribution to the patchwork was. This is beauty to be be, to be beheld, beholden. <laughs> you know. Ooh. <laughs> is everyone's piece of patchwork in? Almost. Tess, you happy? <laughs> Ooh. 
Look at this, Patrick. We're going to start sharing pieces of the patchwork soon. So if you're ready to wrap up your conversation so that we can all let the shared vision of the future wash over us. That'd be amazing. You're welcome to come and look at the patchwork. This is our shared creation tonight, today. There's words. There's pictures. There's 3D structures. There's colour. This is the representation of a passionate group of people. Yeah, I need a microscope. <laughs> a city where boundaries and dimensions are blurred and transformed into a collection of aspirations, thoughts, and care. Get rid of not in my backyard. You may take that lemon from my tree. Our living room, our collective responsibility. What a beautiful imagining. And I think this is the last of the patches. Oh my goodness, the polygon is complete. (laughs) (laughs) Did anyone want to share what their contribution to the patchwork was? Might just. Can I just grab everyone's attention? Uh, oh, that was pretty good. I don't think I can. <laughs> I need to get some more bass in my voice. I could take testosterone. Everyone loves talking as much as I do. <laughs> but I need everyone's attention. Oh, look. It's here almost. And I'm just going to invite everybody to do a nice little lap around our... Our quilt, our patchwork. Our cardboard quilt. (laughs) And just observe it. Take away some themes. Do a bit of quick reading. Once you've had a look, go back and take your seat. And then we'll reconvene our conversation in about two minutes. There's so many amazing pictures. And colours. That one over there looks like you, Tegan. Which one? That one over there. So once you've had a look, take your seat and do some thinking. We want to share the mic with you and hear about your reflections of your contribution, but also anything you notice while looking at it.
Alrighty. Did anyone? I'm going to get everyone to kindly return back to their seat of origin, please. And we're going to kickstart our conversations again, but in line with the sacrifices one makes, we're actually going to open up the conversation to the audience, to all of you lovely people. Before we do, I'm just gonna quickly reflect here for a second. What I'm absolutely loving first and foremost is that this is completely visual. And that to me is a testament of the the limitless concepts behind future and the complete variation in degree of interpretation that there are no borders, there are no boundaries. And there's also similarity, there's difference, but all of those things have come together to paint a big picture. Every single one of these pieces of card is interpreted as an anything. And when you put anything into existence, it becomes something. So each of you has contributed to a potential future. And it looks like this. And what is this? It's anything. Thank you for coming to my TED talk on egg. <laughs> I'm being an abstract. I think, I think it's beautiful and I, I want to reiterate my past comment that everyone is here because they care. And I think that that's, that is also shown in this patchwork polygon. It's, you can see the care and it's just, it's so lovely. <laughs> that's it, it's not, it's not, it's not nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> Would, <laughs> would anyone like to talk to their specific vision or maybe to the discussion of their um, specific group? And if so, just pop your hands up and I'll come around with my microphone. That guy in the white shirt there has the just guy. put his hand up. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to? I'll come over to you. Thank you, sir. Unknown stranger in the audience. A summary of your group's discussions, themes. Yeah, uh, hello everybody. Uh, my name is Jeremy. Uh, one thing that was common amongst uh, the four of us that spoke was uh, a safe city. Uh, so we talked around um, a city that is uh, not only physically safe for us, but also psychologically safe for us um, because safety is uh, kind of like a basic human right and uh, we all need to feel safe um, and that goes for 
the entire city, all times of the day, um, in all spaces for all identities. Um, yeah. Give it up for my partner, everybody, Jeremy. <laughs> That's beautiful. Willie volunteer. Thanks, Jeremy. Um, I spoke to a group that talked about safety. Yeah. Thank you so much. So our common theme was mainly feeling comfortable in our skin as human beings in a city. So this was our piece. And the way we've arranged it is at the bottom, um, Esther's piece Orange, is purple and green. really about land and being connecting to land. So there's too much, in her words, there's too much hardscape in the city and her yearning to have that soil and connection to land. And so it's exploding out. And then it's Lavinia's piece, which talks about being able to feel comfortable alone in the city. So there are different sections in the city, there are different pods, there are different areas that you can be part of the city and still be on your own. So um, rich and diverse experiences, intimate, local, intertwined, adventure every day, safe and cute. Yeah. Emphasis on that. You gotta stay cute. And then the last one at the top is mine. So when I was doing the meditation, the image I had was the Yarra River. And I come from a place, I, I come from Pakistan, and I just imagined my mom being here in whatever she felt comfortable wearing and children running around and just people with no fear, accepting whether someone wanted to wear a hijab or someone wanted to lie naked in the sun for us to just embrace everyone with acceptance and love and just be one in the city as human beings without any boundaries. So I guess that was just the way we all came together. We were quite surprised at how we all were thinking in the same way and it kind of came together. It's beautiful. The common humanity. I love it. Yeah, the, 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 the connection, the comfort in the being alone. I love that part. The experience tying back to the safety. Absolutely well done. Anyone else want to share their thoughts and conversations that they had? Go get them, Jocelyn. Hi. Our, our group, um, we all came together with the feeling of um, the need to be able to share spaces without hurt, um, that we can enjoy the space, that our children can enjoy the space and that the spaces will grow as we need them to change. Um, and I feel that, that, yeah, it was really, and trees, more trees, always more trees. <laughs> always more trees. We love some greenery. Um, well, I think look, we've got time we've for, got, for one more. We've got an un another unknown audience member. <laughs> I'm speaking Hello, stranger. Gemma the person, not Gemma, who works at City of Melbourne. Love my job. Um, our group had some really beautiful conversations. Um, something that came up a lot was the people that um, support, you know, the nurses, the teachers, the you know, having them supported in society to do great jobs and not be stressed or um, helping them to be mentally happy and safe and have well-being because they're the people that support us all. We also chatted about boundaries and barriers and imagine if there were just none, but we could preserve culture and religion and language but still connect. So, you know, when we all try and learn language so that we can 
understand what are the way that digital technologies and um, you know programs and initiatives can help us connect. Um, we spoke about fear. Sometimes we don't say things because we're scared of saying the wrong thing and putting our feet in our mouths and it actually is a barrier in itself by being fearful of talking about things. So we spoke about taking away barriers in general. What else did we talk about? Help me. Um, I think that was about it. But we, we also talked about like being ourselves, being able to be our true selves and not kind of masking that for work, for being in the city and having to kind of dress up or be a certain way. Just imagine. Wild, wild thoughts. That's Beautiful. It. Thank you. Being, Thoughts is a great song too. Being brave and, a courage, and courageous in the world to enable a, a, a really comfortable, secure sense of self for the future. I love that. Thank you so much. We might have time for one more before sure. your piece, Phoebe. Oh, my piece. All right, go. <laughs> is there anyone else that would like to volunteer? All right, lucky last. Our group is the 3D group. And sculptural piece. The sculptural piece. Uh, and common themes. We recognised uh, and talked about a city that embraces complexity, embraces natural systems, individual cultures and individuals working together or living together, you know, in a, uh, in a beautiful place. And I think that's kind of what it comes down to. We talked about it in, at, across scales. And that's what our 3D sculpture communicates, if you look into it in detail. Um, but that's what it comes down to. Thank you. I suppose a closing sentiment from me before I move into my piece <laughs> is... Um, Australia as an Aboriginal place has existed for tens of thousands of years and we existed on this land and we continue to do so as the custodians uh, and we welcome people we welcome visitors we welcome people to come and live we always have and that same principle applies to our contemporary modern society well, at least it should. So the future of our city is dependent on our views and values we hold now. And I'm loving being together. Someone loves Bibi's idea of the bridge. Thank you. <laughs> Copyright. Um, together we thrive. There is this theme of togetherness of human advocacy, of courage, of bravery, of community. And that is the, the foundation stone for a strong, sturdy and beautiful future. Jocelyn mentioned that I have a piece. I threw some words together just this afternoon. Um, as my bio stated, I'm an award-winning writer, <laughs> multi-award, um, and I, I wanted to be able to write something about not so much the, the direct 
context of the conversations we've been having tonight, but more so around the experience and the the visions that I had leading into coming into this, this conversation in this event tonight. I did also warn the team that I didn't reread it, um, so I've got no idea what I actually wrote. Um, so if we've got young years, uh, young ears, I don't know, maybe block them, but no, I haven't sworn. Um, I suppose what I'm saying is I don't know if it's going to make sense, but it doesn't need to. Uh, and it doesn't have a title because it doesn't need to. But they are words, they are mine, and I hope you enjoy them. I'm inventing a country and it's already taking shape, as if there are thousands of feet passing through red mud. But I've encountered a problem. If I put a river in the country, it'll thaw because it's frozen, and then it'll flood. If I put a river on the border, it can only mean trouble because we'll want to cross it. If I forget about the river, then there'll be no way out because we want freedom. I know that there's, a, there's already a sky over my country waiting for clouds or maybe smoke. Birds have flown into it and each evening more of these trees fill with their eyes and what they see I can never erase and neither can they. And one day it was raining heavy and I was laying in bed watching my country. I could make out the wide river for the very first time, brown and moving. And I seemed to be getting closer, like my tracks were leading into it and curving out of sight, my journey behind me. It looked like the land I left. Firelight in the distance, but I'm not too sure. The rains have been and you can tell by looking at the estuary. Only days ago it was famished, now having feasted is a turquoise serpent, perhaps Bayami, flexing and refracting with tidal breath. Cicadas sound almost like laughter. And the clouds are grey-white canopies subduing the heat to uterine warmth. And it's true. I feel small as a child standing here on my country beside elders such as he, the old man of gun. Gnarled and knotted limbs tell of centuries elapsed. Deep roots drinking from the memory of the earth itself, stories bleeding through cracks and ruptures of his weather-beaten skin. His sap heals the voice of the wind in his leaves, ceremonies of people bringing young boys to him, wild, untamed, half-formed humans, and he would shape them into men of honour, raining his flowers down upon them, Reminders of the respect and grace that gives them life with hearts wounded by such wild beauty. Unbound, they would learn to weep like men for the joy and pain of life. But those days have passed. And now boys remain boys. Though their minds and bodies grow, they forget what gives them life. And so they try to steal it from the earth, not knowing it was once given freely. And still the old man stands, bent and bleeding under the weight of forgotten memories. But we're inventing a country and it's already taking shape. There are birds calling, 
the thump of our feet. And as we enter this country, it feels as if someone is touching my bare shoulders lightly for the very first and last time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Vivi. That was beautiful and just so generous. Um, I might just stand behind you guys. Um, everyone, this is our eighth event. We've done eight of these across two years and I have to say each one's been really different and really special, but for me, this one really takes the cake. It was just joyful. Uh, I don't know if you felt that. Maybe it was the Campari spritz I had. The soundtrack was incredible. <laughs> but, yeah, I just really want to thank you, Zan. Um, I think the ambience that you've created for us has been so special and the fact that this is also very site-specific, made for us tonight. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tegan... You've brought your own specialness to this. I don't think it would have been what it was without you. Thank you for the guided meditation. Thank you for allowing the introverts to be themselves, for inviting the people who are sort of more, I don't know, just something else, you know, to just be something else. Bibi for being so generous. <laughs> Bibi for being so generous with your time and and your craft, can I say that? <laughs> it was beautiful, thank you. Um, I also want to thank my team, so City Design, uh, Bronwyn Hamilton and Emily Russo. This was their brainchild, uh, this event, so well done, guys. <laughs> Because this is the last event in a series, just for this year, we will be back next year. Um, I also want to thank Danielle Jusen and Lavanya Aralanandam. So these two have created the graphics for, um, well, it's, I should say illustrations, the illustrations for the Excellent City series, but also Danielle, you've made them happen. Um, you know, these events, they don't happen by magic. They take a lot of hard work and Danielle has managed to wrangle together all eight events. So really well done. <laughs> and of course, I want to thank Tom and Sam and Alicia and Ella and Junmo. Uh, Katie and Tess. Have I missed anyone from City Design? For all being here, for always being here, for helping, for um, enabling it to run smoothly and for bringing your partners. <laughs> and last of all, but not least of all, I want to thank you, our friends, for making it really special, for making it really memorable. I want you to know that what we've done tonight it's just not, it's not going to just disappear. It's not going to go into the back of a, a filing cabinet somewhere and be dated 2023 in Pavilion. It's actually going to be entered into the M Pavilion Knowledge Bank. Um, you know, there's always a live uh, voice recording of these events, so it'll go into their bank, but it'll also go into the City of Melbourne Knowledge Bank. And we're really looking forward to taking this back, displaying it in our studio for people, you know, consultants to City of Melbourne, for our own staff. We have a 45-person multidisciplinary studio to be reminded of what, what 
is valuable in community, what is valued by community, and to remember how to engage better for next time. Um, and on that note, I think that's all I have to say. Just really, really a very, very heartfelt thank you to everyone. You're listening to an M Pavilion podcast. Conversations about design and the world we live in. For more, visit our archive at mpavilion.org and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. <laughs>